0: Think you are a form of any kind, even a thought, unfortunately, it's all going to change.
1: back to the dmt world podcast today i had the privilege to sit down and speak with the one the only philly golden teacher for those of you who've been living under a rock for the last year or so philly golden teacher is a cultivator and youtuber who with the help of mrs philly golden teacher brings us some of the most creative straight to the point and informative instructional videos on cultivation of mushrooms from the infamous broke boy tech to cloning mushrooms and ideal fruiting and surface conditions, Philly Golden Teacher has been bringing some of YouTube's best and most informative videos to us mycophiles. Today we spoke about the inception of the channel, what we'll got him into mycology, as well as recording these instructional videos. We also talk about tripping on shrooms, what mycology means to him, and what's in store for the future of the channel. Philly Golden Teacher also has a Discord channel, Patreon, and a website, so feel free to show the channel some love using the links in the description. I'd like to thank you for listening. I truly appreciate the support, and kindly ask that you keep spreading the love out there. You beautiful beings.
0: If you are busy thinking you are somebody going somewhere, doing something that's going to amount to something, the cause of suffering this is the clinging.
1: All right, Mister Philly Golden Teacher. Thank you for taking your time out of your day and uh, spending some time here with us, man.
0: Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's an honor to be here.
1: Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've been uh, watching your. You know, I came across you on Reddit. Um, I I, I frequently read Reddit for the last few years, and I, I stepped away from it for a little bit and got on DMT World. But um, when I went back um, this last year. I saw that you were uh, working with a lot of the admins there on the, I think it's the Shroomers um, Reddit subreddit.
0: Um, Well, I've, I've been around several subreddits. I, I don't actually uh, work with any one particular subreddit, uh, but I, I just been kind of making posts in, in the different various communities. Um, the ones that I'm more um, known in is the mushroom growers and uncle Ben's uh, subreddits.
1: That's right. It was, um, Unemployed. The reason I say it is uh, unemployment. The user unemployment. He's. Uh, I think he's one of the mods or something on one of those groups. And I remember seeing the um, the broke broke boy tech was the like it was it was a big thing. Um, when I first started, I I don't remember. I remember seeing BRF cakes where the Broke Boy tech is used, or what is it called? Uncle Ben's tech or something like that, right? Where you use the rice Uh, in the package.
0: There are two separate techs. Um, Uncle Ben's tech is its own thing where you, you know, inoculate the the microwave rice bags. Uh, The Broke Boy tech is uh, originally created by Unemployed EMT. He is a mod on the Shroom subreddit. He started the Broke Boy tech. Uh, originally, it, it came up as a, a write-up um, that happened uh, several years ago, I think like three or four years ago. Uh, so he's the actual creator of the tech. He he wrote the guide, and uh, he has it listed on the Shroom subreddit. Um, and he, he was the one that started the, the tech. I, I just happened to, to read it. I, I like it. And then I turned it into a video um, because I realized there wasn't any videos covering that type of tech. Um, so I figured, you know, why, why not make a video for it? I used it, I like it, it works. You know, it's simple. You don't need a pressure cooker. It's a great beginner-friendly method to growing, uh, alongside with you know Uncle Ben's tech. That's also very beginner-friendly as well. Um, but yeah, Brook Boy Tech. It's it's just a lot more. It, it gives it's a good starting step to. Uh, the mushroom cultivation process, because brown rice, uh, you know, it's it's used as as a very good nutritious grain spawn in, in general for whatever you're growing oysters, uh, you know, cubes, w- whatever it is, it's it's a great medium to use for grain spawn, and being able to to see it, you know, in the jars itself as it's colonizing, it's it's a lot more satisfying to go about. You know, all you're doing when you you advance is you're just replacing the brown rice with, you know, any other type of grain that you want. So I, I, I personally like it uh, over Uncle Ben's tech.
1: Right. And then um, <clears throat> now that was, was that the first video you posted? was the, was the Broke Boy tech on YouTube.
0: Yes. Yes. That was the first video.
1: <clears throat> That's right. I, I remember seeing that video and then, um, you know, I've seen a bunch of cultivators uh, post videos and instructional videos and so forth. And uh, yours stood out, man. Yours, <laughs> you got some pretty good uh, production value. You know, you got like the uh, the animation on there and everything. And I was like, man, this is pretty cool, dude. And, uh, you know, I've uh, been, been watching those videos since, man. I, I think uh, you bring a great service to the community. And a lot of people have um, followed and, and been successful using uh, your videos, your instructional videos there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I... I wanted to make, I mean, when when I first get into a hobby, I I get very obsessed about it. And I I do a lot of research on my topics. Um, And YouTube is one of the sources that I would use to gain knowledge. I'm a very visual type learner. um, And anything that I want to learn, typically I always try and find a YouTube channel. Someone's teaching something about it, whatever topic it is you want. And when I started looking into mycology, uh, there were only so very few channels that are doing this type of subject. And, you know, a lot of their videos are very drawn out. Like I, I understand there's a lot of information to take out of it, but I don't think that it needs to take like 20, 30 minutes to, to explain a process out. Um, so me, from my point of view, as much as I like, you know, trying to learn stuff, I, I don't like wasting time. I like to get right to the point. I, I, you know, personally, me, I enjoy a video that's been condensed down. So when I make my videos, I keep that in mind. But I don't want to waste anyone's time with a lot of rant and you know banter and going on and on and on. Um, so time is very valuable in my opinion. So I, I try and shorten everything. I simplify everything down. And uh, my model is just keep it short, sweet, and simple.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. And I think that's what's uh, so attractive uh, about the the channel there and in your instructional videos. Uh, so so what got you into all of this? Uh, what got you into first the mycology aspect of things and then the um, the instructional aspect of it?
0: Um, what got me into mycology in general? Um, STEM a couple of years back. Uh, I was going through a bout of the, the depression and anxiety in my life and um, I took the traditional route of going to therapy, um, can prescribe uh, anti-anxiety meds and all that. I, I, I hated the side effects of it uh, and just me going to that therapy gave me more anxiety and it's just kind of like well I'm going there to treat anxiety, but then I'm being put on meds and being on meds all the time and me worrying about if, if I have to be dependent on this med to be normal, it, it just gives me even more anxiety. So ultimately, I stepped away from that and I was just trying to look at other options to try and treat my you know, mental illness. And I came across uh, a TED Talk video or something of that sort um, that kind of featured uh, psilocybin and psychedelic uh, therapy. And I looked into it a bit more. I researched it. And uh, one of the statements that they had in a video um, compared psilocybin is kind of like one dose of psilocybin is similar to years of therapy that you would do upon yourself. And you can get that in a single session. And I'm like, wow, that that sounds unbelievable. Um, So it kind of started me down the rabbit hole of researching more about, you know, Cubenzies, psilocybe cubenzies mushrooms, and then, you know, I kind of stumbled upon some subreddits, the shroom subreddit, the shroomery.org, did some research into that, I started uh, my first grow with the PF tech, Uh, and uh, it worked out, and I kind of just been growing ever since then, Uh, I came back to it with a little bit more passion this year. Um, cause I kind of took a little bit of a break from growing the PF techs. to me was a lot of work and a lot of prep went into mm-hmm. it. And uh, I, I didn't fancy all that work. Um, and then just relatively recently in the past year or two, um, I saw people were talking about the spider man tech or the, it's called Uncle Ben's tech now. Um, and, uh, it, it kind of changed, um, growing uh, in the, in a sense, it, it made the process a whole lot easier, and a whole lot um, friendlier for people to get in without the need for expensive equipment, such as pressure cookers and whatnot. Um, so that that's what held me back from, you know, diving deep into mycology. Uh, just the, the, the setup cost was just very expensive. Um, so coming back in with the Uncle Ben's thing, I, I kind of was very absorbed with how easy it was to do it. Um, so I got carried away with yungo Benz for a little bit, um, until I started getting some contamination with it. I find it's, it's a bit hit or miss. If it works, it's great. It's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, if it doesn't work, then, you know, it's heartbreaking because, you know, it, it gets very expensive buying those bags and having a bunch of them contaminate and, and go bad. Well, you're looking at it as like 30, 40 bucks down to drains when that happens. So, uh, I kind of got upset that it happened, um, uh, And then from that point on, I decided I'm going to get a pressure cooker. You know, I'm going to, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. So I got the pressure cooker Uh, right when COVID was happening. I happened to find someone selling it locally through Craigslist here. And I I scored a a 22-quart pressure cooker from Miro for 50 bucks. Nice. Only used once. Uh, The guy that bought it. I initially wanted to buy it to, to make food with it. And then it was way too big for him and his family. And he's like, he doesn't need it. So I got lucky there. Cause right when COVID was starting, um, there was starting to become a shortage in uh, pressure cookers and they started going up in price. So I'm kind of glad that I got in and got one before they, they started costing <laughs> ridiculous amounts. Yeah,
1: I remember that uh, last year, there was people who were having, um, I think even now people are having issues finding the uh the quart jars, right
0: yeah, jars are very are in high demand as well.
1: I saw a um I ordered some jars not maybe like the last time I ordered any jars was like two years ago, and um uh, <clears throat> i I paid like i think it was like fifteen dollars plus or minus for a twelve pack of quart jars and I looked at some last night and there's some and this is on amazon obviously but uh forty five dollars for a twelve pack of quarts is like what <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, I remember pressure cookers, a 23-quart presto, like $70 bucks. yeah um, that's pre right. covid on Amazon. Yeah. Now, right, right at the midst of it, it went as high as like $150 for a, a 23-quart presto. Everybody so, out there trying
1: Everybody out there trying to get all spiritual with themselves. <laughs>
0: I, I, that, I think that might be it as well. Um, I mean, I, I know definitely in the fall, a lot of people probably during COVID got into gardening, and they, they probably grew a bunch of crops and come to fall season they wanted to can all their stuff true. so that I, yeah. I, I understand you know the canning you know the canning side of things the hobby and the mycology oh, hobby oh. everything just ties in and there's just way more demand than there is supply for for these things
1: that's true man um it, it's pretty crazy to to see those things spike up like that man um <clears throat> so let me ask you uh with your is with the experience of psilocybin um how was it for you? Like, how has it helped you?
0: Um, I find it very therapeutic um, going into the macro doses. Uh, when I first had my, I guess you would call it a spiritual experience, the heroic dose, uh, that, that was a life-changing moment for me right there. Having undergone through an, an eagle death, um, having my whole identity kind of like erased for a period of time. And uh, to me, it feels like pushing a reset button on my life. Um, you know, it helps in terms of uh, dealing with your emotions. I felt that I was repressing a lot of my emotions as I go through life. A lot of stress has been built up. And psilocybin was kind of key to unlocking those emotions that I kept repressed um, I've I've had various uh, trips with them, each one being different of its own nature. I've had trips where I was extremely happy and euphoric. I've had trips where I was sad and I was crying. Uh, I've had trips where I've released some angers. Um, I've gone through a spectrum of, of my emotions with it. And coming back uh, after each trip or journey, it's given me a sense of... Appreciation for the reality and the life that we live in, and for me, it, it's helped me out tremendously in terms of my uh, mild depression, and in terms of anxiety. It, it's helped calm my nerves for sure, and it's helped giving me a brighter outlook in life. And it gives me something to look forward to now in terms of getting into mycology. Um, it's now sparked up a passion of mine. And, uh, you know, beginning of 2020, I was at a state in my life where I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I I was kind of going through um, somewhat of a midlife crisis. I mean, (laughs) I think I might be a bit young to be going through that. But either way, it's got me questioned what I want to do with my life. What what kind of purpose um, am I set out to do? I know that I wanted to do something. I enjoy I just didn't know what it was at the time and stumbling into mycology it's given me a real sense of joy doing it and I, I have fun with it and you know I wanted to turn it into I wanted to give back first of all because of what it's done for me and I figure what better ways and you know trying to help people out in the community so I started off by going on to the subreddit as I, you know, wanted to help other people grow. I answered questions that people have. I, I got involved with the community. Uh, I, you know, posted my experiences in growing. I helped other people along, and I'm like, well, if I, if I can help these people individually, how how about I I try and help them out on on a bigger scale by making videos about this because there at the time there was a there wasn't a whole lot available in terms of videos for this. And if I can help them there, I could surely do it on video as well. Uh, I had actually toyed around with the idea of, of making YouTube videos in the past to try and, you know, just try and check it out. Because you see all these other YouTubers and they're getting big, they're making money. So when part of me was jealous or envious of them, <laughs> and I, I never thought that I could do it or turn out to do it. Uh, A lot of it was, you know, it felt like a dream. And if you don't go and actually do things, it was just forever stay a dream. So one day in the summer, I was like, all right, let me just give it a shot. Like, I I got nothing to lose. I got a bunch of free time right now because of COVID. So why not? So I decided to start on my first video. You know, I, I wanted to kind of hit the ground running with something good. And the Boy Tech came to mind to me at the moment because it's very beginner friendly. There wasn't any videos on it. I am like, I, that's a good starting point. Let's let's go with that. So I started with the boy Tech video. Uh, I, I didn't know very much about video editing, but I wanted to learn. I, I had some experience in the past with Sony Vegas. And uh, I'm like, well, if I'm going into this the right way, I, I, I need to do it the right way. I downloaded Adobe Premiere. Uh, I jumped into it, my first video, gosh, it took me 10 hours on a Saturday <laughs> just to edit and finish my first video. I'm like, damn, this is more complicated than I thought. <laughs> um, 10 hours on my Saturday. I was like, damn, this is this is a lot. But I knew starting off that I was unfamiliar with the program. Now now it takes me like three hours to, to edit my videos. So I've condensed it down a lot since the more videos you push out, the, the easier it starts to get. So, that's yeah, kind def- of where I'm at. Learning
1: those the software is a huge learning curve for anybody who's never had that. I know um, <clears throat> I got introduced to the uh, Adobe Creative Studio last year, and there is just so much to learn, man. I mean, I-, I bet you know even even after getting so familiar with it, there's so many different. Um, options or controls or, you know, features that, I mean, you can spend a lifetime literally on each one of those programs, you know, before you, you master them, man. So I feel you, man. That's, uh, that's definitely uh, an undertaking for sure, man. (sighs) Yeah. Now, um, so I gotta say, man. I mean, you did a pretty damn good job. You know, I mean, even that first video, um, it came out pretty well, man. I mean, you've got, um, like I said, you know, the animation and stuff on. That's what I was gonna ask you if you had any any background in it, man, because I'm like, yeah, that's pretty pretty damn good, you know. <laughs>
0: um, I I have it. I have experience with Photoshop. Okay. Um, so Photoshop wise, I, I wasn't new to Photoshop. I, I've done that when I was much younger, like 15 years ago, when I was a teenager. Uh, I I messed with Photoshop. I uh, did web design. I created website templates. Um, so I had familiarity with Photoshop. Um, so I kind of just combined those skills in, in Photoshop. And now I'm picking up Adobe Premiere as a skill. And uh, the, the artwork that you see from my channel is actually done by my wife. Um, nice. She helps me along with the artwork. She's very skilled at drawing. So what I would do is take her drawings uh, into Photoshop and work my magic onto it and combine that with adobe premiere and the result is what you see now when i first started the channel i i was just doing it for fun i did it as a you know it was my hobby it was a side thing yeah. i worked i work full time and in my free time i i did that you know for fun so i didn't care too much about what content i was putting out i was just kind of doing what i felt was fun um and a lot of that came from, you know, the it's always sunny music. And I, I was just doing a lot of stuff that I because I, I didn't I didn't expect my channel to grow very big, uh, at least not at the rate it, it did. Um, and when things kind of uh, kind of started steamrolling, uh, I, I ended up with my first thousand subscribers within a matter of like two weeks or something like that. And I was like, holy cow, this is this is growing really fast um, and I, I just couldn't keep up. Um, and then once it started getting bigger and bigger, I, I had to think about the the future of the channel. Because mm-hmm. at the time, I just did it for fun. I, I I hit a lot of copyright issues because I was just using a lot of content that wasn't originally mine's. And like I said, I did it for fun. I I, I you know wanted to make it funny and entertaining, and that's kind of what I aimed at. And then I started getting you know the, one of my views that has uh, the guy in the beginning of the intro, the pen Pineapple song, um, that got hit with uh, a copyright <laughs> strike there uh, because that's, you know, it's not my content, but I, I I thought it was under fair use that I did it, but obviously, you know, YouTube has other guidelines that you'd have to follow. But anyways, <laughs> uh, things got bigger. I, I started thinking more of it as... Um, a growing channel that that's seriously growing here. And I, I had to think for the longevity, how can I survive on this platform? Because I knew coming into it that eventually my channel is going to get the plug pulled on it. I think uh, it's happened to a lot of other people in this space already.
1: Yeah. That, and um, that's a big, that's a, that's a big point. I mean, right now, um, I know <clears throat> this year alone um, we've seen um, astro, Wastrow Way's channel was taken down. Um, he had a pretty good following as well. Um, he was doing something similar. I mean, he did mostly uh, like the, the background music uh, with, you know, Alan Watts and so forth, Ram Dass. And then he just had, you know, the videos of the the mushrooms and so forth. And then um, <clears throat> Home Mycology was another guy. I mean, he had been on there for almost two years at the time. And he was doing instructional videos as well. And then um, just recently... Um, Chronicles of Bot. The uh, bot he he had there's just uh, another channel. I mean he was just on YouTube last week commenting on a um <laughs> on a Max Yield Benz uh commercial.
0: <laughs> oh those things. <laughs> and <laughs>
1: and just this morning I look up and I'm like, oh damn, he's no longer on there either, man. And
0: that's a Wait, big his deal. channel's removed
1: now? <clears throat> yeah, man. I just searched him up this morning, he's not there, man. Um, oh
0: damn yeah like that's that's, that's disheartening
1: well see that's the thing like every uh Willie Michael was on YouTube years ago years ago and he ran into the same issue um and I know he ended up trying to do like Vimeo or some other kind of platform but he ended up coming back you know and I know he's been on YouTube um I think last year he came back I can't I can't really recall the exact time but I, I just wonder, like, what's going on with all this? Because I know even like Arden47, he's another uh, uh, person with instructional videos on there as well. And, and you know, he was bringing it up, too, when Astro and Home Mycology got taken off. And, it, you know, because a lot of people in the community, <clears throat> we're on different platforms, we're on different groups, but we all watch the same people. We watch, you know, Philly Golden Teacher, all these guys that are on there doing this thing and we all talk everybody knows what's going on and you see this trend happening with YouTube where they're taking these channels down and they're mainly instructional videos like that. And What are you doing in terms or or what do you have in store in terms of, you know, trying to avoid this? I know that you've gone back to some of your videos and edited some of the stuff. I know you've done that, but like, what are the kind of stuff do you do when it comes to this?
0: Uh, to be honest, I, I'm not quite sure myself because I, I'm. When YouTube hits you with those strikes, they're they're very vague in terms of what it is that you did exactly that violated their their guidelines. Um, under my impression, I think it might have to do with showing actives on video, but I don't know for sure. I, I'm kind of dancing around right now with them in terms of trying to identify if that's really the case or not. So I've gone ahead and, you know, unlisted some videos and I've gone ahead. Well, one of my videos already got straight up removed already from YouTube. Um, So I'm trying to just structure right now my content. Uh, I'm starting to make a shift towards um, gourmet cultivation. And a lot of the stuff that I would probably end up showing has has to do more or less um, with the, Prep process, um, like working with agar, working with grain spawn, um, setting up your still air boxes. It's going to have less to do with um, fruiting. Uh, I think those videos I'm going to probably keep behind my Patreon walls, uh, just because I feel I would have a lot more freedom on there than I do on YouTube in terms of putting out content that's a little bit more riskier. But that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. I'm, I'm starting to make a shift um, where there's, there's going to be, you know, it's going to veer off towards gourmet cultivation and it's going to split off pretty much my public videos and my Patreon videos. So I'm going to be making content for two separate platforms. Pretty much. Um, they, they kind of tie in together, but obviously it's going to go their own separate paths and, uh, a lot of the Cubensy stuff is going to be more behind paywall, and the more PG-friendly material is going to be free on YouTube.
1: Well, I, I think that's a good idea. Um, just because that a lot of the processes are exactly the same for active and non-actives. Uh, you know, the, the the one of the main differences may be just the type of substrate or the the supplements if you use any or nutrition. But for the most part, I mean, everything that you use for um, non-actives, you can use for active uh, type mushrooms. I think that's, uh, it helps, it helps both parties, right? The person watching is still going to understand or learn how to pasteurize something, how to sterilize something, the difference of, and and, and when you do each, um, you know, the agar preparation and so forth. So I think that's a pretty good move there.
0: Um, yeah, just in I, terms of just staying within guidelines with them. Um, I, I realize that I'm, I'm, that's why some of my videos have been edited. Because I realize I, I, I should, you know, there's the an active showing on, on there. I think that's what's causing the, the videos to get removed. So it's just my theory. I'm testing it out right now. Um, so far, everything's been okay, but... I'd have a feeling one of my videos, another one of my videos might be coming down pretty soon. So I'm trying to, to pinpoint exactly what it is that's causing it. So
1: so is there any other dialogue with YouTube besides, hey, this, you got to fix this, or, hey, this is going to be taken down for blah, blah, blah?
0: No, no. What I think is happening is, is the videos are getting flagged and enough flags. um, They'll get some attention from YouTube to come down and check on the video, and at that point, most oftentimes, a lot of the flags would just they'll just end up straight up removing your video. Um, you have the opportunity to appeal, obviously, uh, and then once you appeal, then they'll actually have someone else look further into it, and then you kind of have to explain your cases on why you're appealing it, and then you know there's a chance that it can get approved to be put back on. Or just say, hey, no, sorry, you know, this this still goes against guidelines and we can't keep this on here. So that, that's kind of the options that you have.
1: You know, I've, I always find that, you know, um, a tricky situation just because, um, you know, like we said before we started, you know, this this these endeavors that, you know, everybody who's watching, everybody who's listening. <laughs> You know, a lot of this stuff is illegal, you know. Um, not necessarily the the study of, but you know, just the production, you know, um growing the actual psil- psilocybin mushrooms or psilocybin containing mushrooms. And it's I mean, it's kind of hard to it's like robbing a fucking drug dealer. You know what I mean? What the fuck is he gonna do? Call the cops? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? <laughs> because What you're doing is like, you know, you're putting yourself out there for that, you know, and that's, that's a risky, it's a risky business, you know. No, I
0: totally agree.
1: I mean, it's the reason why, why so many people are, are speaking up against it, why so many studies are popping up, why so many people are in favor of it, just because, you know, a lot of people see how ridiculous it is, you know, that something as organic um, something that is not harmful to anybody. I mean, it can be in certain situations. Obviously, it's there's going to be bad reactions and people have bad um, experiences from them. Uh, but for the most part, harmless uh, fun- fungus. You know, it, it's pretty ridiculous. But the fact of the matter remains that it's still illegal. Um, <clears throat> I know. I I had. So when I had first started cultivating um, here locally, I had a lot of people that would just ask me questions, continuously ask me, like my friends and so forth. So I put up videos uh, on my own YouTube and it's nothing crazy. It's just telling them like, hey, just watch this one. Look, I'll make this video for you and so forth. And once I got to the fruiting aspect of it, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of that, you know, it's because now there is it's on record you know that i'm showing this you know what i mean up until that point you can call it whatever you want to call it you know and even if it is a mushroom you can call it whatever you call it call it then you know there's still no proof but um the to get to the point of having a fight or explain about it you know it's like ah uh, it's just really sketchy man i mean um you know you're 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 putting yourself out there man and i I think it's good. It's it's something that, that, you know, obviously you do and other people, but I think that that's a service to the community as well, you know, and for people that are interested, you know, to take their health or their mental well being into their own hands and take a shot at it, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I knew it's a risk coming into it. I try and take as many precautions as I can to keep my identity private in terms of doing everything. Um, so I, I try and cover my end, you yeah. know, try and stay anonymous as much as I can, because I feel like it's PGT and Fleagle and teachers has become its own identity. It's, it's not tied to my personal life is something that I've kept separate. Mm-hmm. Um, so.
1: Well, you definitely, and it definitely has, um, I I've seen it and it, and it's doing well. I mean, I think the last time I checked, you were at like 50 something thousand subscribers, right?
0: Yeah yeah i I never thought it would get Jeez. to that point <laughs>
1: hey, and when did you put out your your la- your first uh, video was it like the beginning of last year sometime?
0: My first video was uploaded end of August.
1: Oh August okay, all right, yeah, damn, that's pretty quick, man. It is <laughs> well, that just goes to show you know the the quality of the content you know at the end of the day and I myself, I think you do a great job and I think that you do bring a valuable service to the community, man. so I definitely applaud you on that, man.
0: Yes, th- th- thank you. I appreciate it. It's a lot of work going into it, but I have fun doing it, so i, I like to continue it. Eventually, I-, I-, I like it to grow into something sustainable for me, hopefully in the future. I mean, I started this off as a side hobby. It's It's not it wasn't anything big for me at the time, but as it grows and grows, it feels like it's, it's become like my little business that I've kind of gotten up to, to this point here. Um, I, I started a Patreon with it, obviously uh, because, you know, I'm always worried with what YouTube has in store for me that I don't think that would last very long on that. So the patron does help out and uh, it, it's grown too. It's the same thing with my YouTube channel. So, I'm very thankful for all the people that are supporting what I do and hopefully one day, you know, I, I can do this full-time. I would love to do it full-time actually. It's just, I, I can't right now. That's why my videos have taken long periods of time for me to come out with just because I work full-time and trying to dedicate time to doing that at the same time, it it, it burns you out, man. Yeah. <laughs> when I first started, I, I, I don't know how I did it. I grinded out, um, one video each week for 10 weeks straight. And after that, I, I just completely burnt out. Um, I, I, there, there's a sense of pressure that comes upon you to keep pushing out more videos for the people. And at that point, I, I felt like I couldn't keep up with it anymore. So I, I took like a month off break um, just to get my head together again and you know get back to myself because I, I was just being so burned down. Um, so I took a long break. I came back. So, I'm just getting back into the flow of things, uh, onto the schedule and everything. But, you know, I'm learning to take a bit more of my time to do it and and try and, you know, make sure that I can continue and sustain this. Uh, Obviously, if I had a lot more free time, then I'd be pumping out way more videos. But time is very limited and it's very valuable. And that's why I like to keep my videos short for the people as well, because I know they've got plenty of other things to do in their day, in their life as well. So, yeah, I'm very thankful to see it grew to where it is. And I I like to see it keep growing. And I I know eventually we're coming towards the path of uh, decriminalizing psilocybin and and legalizing it. It's going to be some years off, but I know it's coming. So hopefully this is something that I've kind of started now that I can maybe you know, come back into full-time once it does go that route, but whatever it is for the time being, I'm glad to be a part of this community at this very moment in time.
1: Definitely, man. And I agree. And, you know, to the point of, of, you know, pushing out the content and so forth, I I agree with you when it comes to the time and there's definitely got to be the time that you take for yourself as well. Cause burnout is a real thing, man. I mean, i talk to a lot of content creators you know across the board and you know that's one thing that i see is you know you get people that are really excited they get in they start plugging things out and then next you know they hit that wall you know and i mean i myself have have kind of gone through a little bit of it myself you know and i think that if you're not doing well you know it's gonna it's gonna be shown in the production of, of of what you put out you know what i mean and uh, you're right, man. Time time is very valuable. You know, I mean, I, I myself, you know, I work full time, I've got a family and, you know, I've got a home and so forth. So, you know, there, there comes a point in time where you really have to learn to to manage the time that you do have. Uh, but while also, you know, doing your best at what it is that you do, you know, so I, I 100% agree. And I, I feel you, man, I, I, I totally understand, man. <clears throat> I just, I think one of the biggest things, though, is being in the community that we're in, like you see, even as a, not just as a content creator, but somebody who follows other people. Cause I watch people on YouTube all the time. I mean, I'm subscribed to many different channels that are around psychedelics, uh, the fungus, different plants and so forth. And um, I think one of the biggest things that as um, somebody who watches and enjoys the content is that, you know, there's so many different um varieties there's so many different people and perspectives that you know while content consistent content is great there's just there's enough out there you know and I think the appreciation comes in the quality of what you put out you know and I think for you know seeing your content and what you put out I think that's one of the biggest things that people see that I see at least you know is that your the quality of your content is great you know what what you put in there comes out and it, and it and it's reflected in the, in the, in the content. So, I mean, I, I think you're doing a great job in other words.
0: Oh, thank you. I mean, I strive to, to do better each time I, I push some more videos out. The more I do it, I, the, I try to think ahead to see how can I make it better than the last one?
1: Well, you're definitely improving. And I think that's one of the biggest things that is inspiring for me, you know, is, watching that first video come out the first few videos and then you start seeing the evolution of you know not only the person that's presenting it but the entire entity right the whole like for you the whole label Philly Golden Teacher and just everything that's being put on there is just it all grows together and it's for me it's inspiring you know it keeps me doing what i do uh because i know that there's people out there doing stuff like this and to bring recognition to those people and bring them more um you know, more eyes on and saying, Hey, you know, if you haven't checked this guy out, check this shit out. You know, it's. I think that's how us as a, as a whole, as a bigger community, you know, um, that's how we, we all grow and we all become more tight is by supporting each other. You know, I'm, I'm on a multiple discords from different people that have content uh, including yours, your, you know, you got your, your, uh Philly golden teacher discord server as well, which is great by the way uh patreon and so forth man i mean i'm <clears throat> i'm on a i'm on a few of, of those and you know a lot of it was just from being on youtube and, and going out and trying to learn how to do this stuff myself you know
0: so I, I totally think- agree yeah I, i'm the same way i'm part of several mycology discord servers uh several subreddits uh, i have also contributed to other people's patreon i've contributed to willie michael's patreon it's like uh it's 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 really about connecting the community together mm. for sure and helping each other out so
1: yeah definitely man um and i think it's a hell of a community too man i think uh everybody it's a small world but also you know everybody um looks out for each other as well man you know um Excuse me. I know like on DMT World, um, I put out a com, I put out a post regarding this interview here alone. And, um, you know, people were just chiming in. Um, they had a few questions as well. When I, I'll ask a few of them here soon. But, you know, you see the the scope of, you know, different. Everybody has like everybody watches the same people, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, dude, that's fucking cool, man. Like we all supporting each other, you know, and that's a beautiful thing, man. I love it, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> so, with the um so let me ask you something uh, what is uh what is one thing that um that you've taken away from the entire process um not just psilocybin itself but also creating the content and being in these communities and being a content creator and also you know what it does for your personal life too
0: Um mm. Like what have I taken away from it?
1: Yeah, like what is what is one of the the, the takeaways that stands out for you?
0: Um, I would say that there's a, one of the takeaways is there's a lot of good good and kindness in people in this community, and there's there's a lot of people that give, um, rather than take in this community. Like th- there's going to be some people that are in it, you know for bad reasons in it for the money in it for the exploitations but there's so many people in this is all about spreading the good vibes and spreading love and um positive vibes like I said it's 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 a very loving community it's it's very open-minded open heart type of community and and as I I go in I, I realize there's there's a lot of you know love for people in the, the hobby in the industry it's just it's just a very lovable community <laughs> i don't know what to say there's nothing else like it that i've come across um in my lifetime at least um that you know gets close to this type of closeness of this community that it, it brings and it revolves it, it brings out the good in people i, I would say that much To summarize it that that's what i take away from it and uh, i i it's taught me a lot about love so it's now that i try and teach back to other people so that they can achieve the same thing as well
1: i definitely agree man i really do um it, it really uh the community really looks out for for itself and takes care of each other you know and i you know that's one of the things why i started kind of reaching out to these to different content creators is just because you know like i said you know like i just that's how that's how i started was was watching other people and other content creators and getting able being able to speak with them and you know have these conversations and just seeing the you know the 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 how the reach you know of, of everybody um it, it's a beautiful thing man it's really cool i i like being part of it myself um on both aspects you know and um it is great man it's really great let me ask you um so What do you got going on right now in terms of uh, anything that you'd like to put out there for anybody listening?
0: Uh, Right now, I'm in the process of moving. Uh, I just bought my first home. Nice. And uh, I'm very excited for that. Uh, I I finally get some space. (laughs) As you know, with with, uh, this hobby, this hobby takes up a lot of space. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I'm in a tiny little, little apartment right now. Um uh, you know, my, my stuff's growing in the closet right now. <laughs> and uh yeah, I'm just excited to to have space to to be able to expand and um do more for it. Um I, I have already planned out uh, a lab, a mycology lab for myself. Um I have a flow hood ordered already. Um yeah, I, I'm already thinking about uh, a, a grow tent, uh, a Martha type of tent, kind of uh, just to help out to create a fruiting chamber and explore um, gourmets, wood-based, uh, wood-lover wood mushrooms, try and get into cultivating them, um, learning the process behind them, um, the science behind them. And being able to regurgitate that information out to people to try and get more people excited about cultivating gourmets at home. Because I think a lot of times now, that is something that's kind of more, it's, it's very overwhelming to the average person to try and get into that. Uh, because it, it seems like it's a very complicated process when it certainly isn't. Uh, But just getting the materials and the supplies needed for it is quite a daunting setup. And I think that's holding a lot of people back from doing it. Plus the lack of knowledge on how to cultivate gourmets at home is one of the reasons why I kind of want to jump in there and learn about it and then have other people learn with me in the same process. Uh, um, Have you cultivated any of the um,
1: non-actives, like any of the gourmet or anything like that?
0: I've done fruiting blocks. I've I've bought lion's mane blocks. Uh, Mike Tyson, he's one of my buddies I've spoken to when I've gotten into this. It's great that he's kind of local in the area here, uh, nice. not too far from me. And I've chatted with him several times. He sent me some lion's mane blocks. I fruited them out. I bought um, pink oysters and golden oysters, uh, fruiting blocks, um, those little grow kits for like 20 bucks that so you can buy where you just cut a little slit into them and you grow them on your countertop. So I, I've done those. Um, and I just want to get into making them myself as well. Uh, so that's the only thing I haven't done yet is, is creating those wood-based substrates. Uh, so something I'm, I'm working with right now and I'm experimenting with. And once I get some success with it, then I'd feel more comfortable being able to teach that process out to other people
1: definitely um you know the one thing um when i ventured out into the uh non-active space i know the um one of the first um mushrooms that i grew was the pink oysters and they came out beautiful man and one thing that i noticed about them though was the um i mean them things don't require that i mean they require more fresh air um i mean you i've seen you can literally grow these things on your counter you know top you know in your Mm -hmm. kitchen and they'll grow just fine you know um I've had some <laughs> when I first had uh, my first block that I made myself. I put it like in a little fruiting chamber, and the fucking uh, mushrooms like pushed out through <laughs> through the uh, FAE holes. They pushed the tape out, and then they just flourished as soon as they got out of the tub. Man, it was it was pretty crazy. And then when I pulled one out and just set it on top of a table with like a um like a bag over it with holes. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man, that thing just t- turned out beautiful, man. And it's like one of the, t- one of the biggest differences that I saw, at least with the oysters um, coming from, you know, growing Cubensis, is, uh, is that fresh air, you know, they, they can literally, I mean, cause for the most part, you know, oysters are growing out in the open, right. I mean, they're right on a stump or a tree or something like that, just in the open yeah. air and they look fine, you know, perfectly fine. That's one of the biggest things that I I came across when I, when I made that transition, <clears throat> And uh, it just kind of surprised me a little bit, but um, they're beautiful and they're tasty as well, you know. Um, I agree. The lion's mane was 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 a pretty cool one too. I, I think those are all pretty good endeavors, man. I think um, I think you're gonna do well there too, you know, especially with um, you know, your work ethic and, and the quality that, that you put out there. Can't wait to see what you got, man.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely my future uh, that I'm moving forward here with the gourmets. Eventually, I want to try and get into growing all types of rare gourmets. Uh, Maybe do some experimentations with uh, morels to see if Mm -hmm. I can get them to uh, fruit. I know they're very difficult to cultivate. Uh, I have seen some stuff in YouTube in the past. I don't know how reliable it is, but I've come across a guy that made slurry out of the mycelium from morels and he just spread it all around his yard and he happened to get them to start growing. Um, So I think that's probably where I'm going to steer into in terms of experimenting with. Once I have a home and once I have a yard, Mm -hmm. I'll be able to do some outside work for sure. Um, So yeah, just just starting to get into experimenting with a whole lot of stuff. Um, Growing stuff on logs, um, Mm -hmm. making wood beds, maybe go into cultivating psilocybe azorescens or Panellus cyanicins outside or something like that. It's just, there's so much room to explore and learn and, and experiment in this space. It's just, it feels like it's, it's almost limitless.
1: Definitely, man. And you know, when it comes to the outdoor beds and you, if you live in, in an area, the area that's conducive to mushrooms growing outdoors like that, personally, from what I've seen at, man, I think that's like the best route to go, man. I mean, I've seen guys um, you know, fail with Kubenzi's you know, indoors and then you know, put a a cyan patch outside under a little bush and just man, just blow it, you know, blow it up, man. i I personally, I don't live in an area like that, but I have seen people who, um, do the outdoor bed thing and i think uh, i've seen more success <laughs> with those than than you know uh when they're trying to do something like in a tub man i think that's uh i think that's fantastic man to be to be able to set up a, a little patch outdoors somewhere and that'll that thing will continue to fruit right i mean would you have to go back in there and re colonize wood chips or anything like that or or how what is the process on that do you know
0: uh, yeah, the yeah, mycelium would eventually spend its nutrients out, so eventually you you would have to um, re- recolonize it. Um, but for the most part, if you get them going and they're healthy enough, then they can just keep reproducing themselves um, year after year. Um, I'd imagine at some point it would stop, but I would say that it's it's possible to just have it go i mean with mushrooms you never know sometimes you know they're very unpredictable they do what they like to do and sometimes they like to surprise you
1: (laughs) i'd say every time they like to surprise you
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah they're they're just amazing I, i love it
1: it's it's uh the the fungi kingdom never ceases to amaze man it it really is a a wonderful kingdom man i mean considering fungus used to be in the plant kingdom until you know people realized how fucking awesome it was they're like no this thing deserves its own kingdom.
0: (laughs) yeah no for sure especially the first time i learned that underneath the ground there's like a giant network of mycelium just running everywhere underground it's like you know, it's like the concept of the World Wide Web, but inside the Earth. It just blows my mind.
1: <laughs> well, Stannis is always talking about how mycelia is, is representative of just like how the universe is connected. You know, um, that there is some type of mycelial web that connects all things and everything. Right?
0: I can see that. It's 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 just invisible to us to, right now, but it's in there. It exists.
1: I mean, if you think about even just the neurons in our brain, I mean, it's pretty similar, right? I mean, everything just yep. kind of grows out and everything is connected. You know, we're all connected by these strands, you know, and it's uh, <clears throat> once you start going deep into this stuff, man, you know, I've had some psilocybin experiences where I've been in places that, you know, I, I was there. You know, what can I say, uh, whether they're real or not to anybody else? I can't say, but, you know. I've been to places where I could just feel everything, you know, and it's hard to explain, but um, once you get to that point, you know, you start seeing these perspectives and you start understanding where, you know, people like Stamets or any other mycologists or any people who are, you know, psych in the psychedelic industry, you know, when they bring concepts like this up, you know, you start to see, you start to, you know, push that veil back a little more, you know, and uh, it really changes your perspective in terms of, how you start viewing things, people, animals, plants, you know, worlds, the universe. I mean, it's uh it can get pretty spacey out there. Right? Yeah,
0: it's it's an eye opener, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I I, <clears throat> I personally believe that when it comes to all of the entheogens and the psychedelic movement, I think fungus is at the top of the heap, man. I really do. And I think because the I mean, when you think about like these plants like ayahuasca and, you know, the toad and, and just different plants that people use across the board with the fungus, there's no sustainability issue. You know, I mean, in, in a way there is in a way there is, especially when you start thinking about outdoors and, you know, our environment, how fungus works in our environment. But I mean, in terms of how people use these um, to heal themselves or to explore or to expand their consciousness um you know this is as organic as it gets um a lot of the equipment that we use is reusable i know that there's a lot of like um like the unicorn bag i I know that guy's coming up with like um biodegradable bags you know so a lot of this stuff um can be reused it can be repurposed and um I mean, there's little to no impact on the environment when it comes to cultivating fungus, uh, the the active fungus, even you know, uh, for the use of of the psychedelic purpose. I mean, I think it's 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 not it's up there, you know.
0: No, I, I agree. This is natural. It's har- it's harmless in terms of you're not gonna. Die from eating too much of it, you may think you are, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely not going to hurt you um in in that types of regards so I, I i I love it it's 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 a very fascinating field to get into and uh, it's there's so much to learn about it and so much that's undiscovered still with mycology
1: yeah, I remember I was watching a a video of um there were some scientists that were studying uh how metabolites work. Um, and for those of listening who don't know what ta- metabolites are, metabolites are a, um, you'll see it as like little uh, orange blobs, sometimes red, depending on the species, um, or yellow blob like water droplets that you get on your, on your fungus or your substrate. And basically what that is, is a reaction to a stressor or even some kind of a um, infection or something that the mycelium is is fighting against. And what they were doing was they were studying the metabolites in different fungus and figuring out how it worked. And they were finding processes to um, be able to implement on the health aspect of humans, like to be able to come up with new types of antibiotics and so forth to help with illnesses and so forth. And that blew my mind, dude. I was like, geez, man, and like even like the mycelium, um, they're making stuff out of mycelium, like furniture, uh, building um, supplies and and stuff like that it's it's ridiculous man i mean the the fungus kingdom truly expands across the board
0: yeah i've I've seen the those people making styrofoam out of the mycelium now let's say replace styrofoam blocks for shipping containers it's it's ah, there's there's so much that's growing with the mycology field it's it's a great time to be in part of it
1: well, it's also, uh, it's also trying, it's like a test uh, as well. You know, I mean, think about just what YouTube is doing with, you know, these channels. I mean, what do you think about that? What is your opinion on that?
0: Uh, it's ultimately comes down to YouTube. You know, what, what they find appropriate, what they find is safe for their users, that, that's on them. You're using their platform. So obviously you have to abide by their rules. Right. I know it sucks for a lot of people. Uh, that they kind of limit in terms of what content you can push out there. But, you know, it it is what it is. There's, I hope there could be a platform one day that could be as big as YouTube that gives you more freedom to do what you want to do. That that would be amazing, but I I don't think that's coming up anytime soon. I I know there's places that have been trying, but they they just don't get that same – um, type of traffic that YouTube brings in, so that, that's why you know why Willie Michael went back to YouTube uh, after his first channel got shut down, uh, because there's just nothing like it. And yeah, when you're on it, you're kind of at the mercy of it. So that's why for me, I'm I making the switch to CoreMaze and trying to be legitimate with my content that I push out there because pretty much a lot of it already. Uh, the same concepts that I, I describe on there can be applied for gourmets already, so I, I don't see it being too far apart from it. So as I push out more content on gourmets, hopefully YouTube um, can understand that hey, it's just it's just a mycology, it's it's an entertaining, you know, educational channel kind of like thing. That that's kind of what I'm steering towards um, with my content to so hopefully be able to survive on there and thrive um, like some of these other channels that are already doing uh, in terms of, you know, the gourmet uh, cultivation. I know Fresh Cap Tony, he's a big mm-hmm. one. Yep, um, Southwest Mushrooms was another big one. Mike from there. I, I love watching his, how he runs his little business set up there uh, with the grill tents. It's I find it fascinating and amazing. So I, I like to, I look up to these people and I, I like to one day be doing it alongside them. You know, that, that's kind of a goal in my future.
1: And I think those guys, um, like even like Myers Mushrooms, he's he's got a pretty good following too. Mm-hmm. I know those guys, uh, like, especially those guys in, in like Oregon right now, and, you know, a lot of the guys that were um, commercial mushroom growers, I mean, they just legalized the psilocybin up there. You know, a lot of this, I don't know exactly what the process is, but I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just like with cannabis, you know, you, you probably apply for some kind of an, uh, an, a license or something like that to be able to, uh, grow and I think that's that's the ticket man that that's how to do it right there you know I think um, I think right now for people that are already in the legitimate aspect of you know cultivation um, <clears throat> you know a lot of those guys are going to be the next you know cultivators of psilocybin once you know their state or you know laws where they're at change I think that's um, I think that's definitely the way to go man
0: yeah I I I fully agree. I, I'd love to be able to be out to Oregon and be part of the movement there, but uh, I, my 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 feet's firmly planted over here on the East Coast. So as much as I want to, it's it's you know it's just not feasible right now. But hopefully, as as you know, they do well over there in Oregon, uh, the rest of the country can kind of see how they're doing and you know kind of get into it as well in terms of moving things along on Decrimize. I taxation and uh legalizing it
1: yeah they're definitely going to pave that they're definitely paving the way and they're definitely going to be we're definitely going to be able to derive some kind of a platform uh from that you know i i think so i i think uh, i applaud all the people up there doing that man they're really paving the way for everybody else who's watching you know and i and I also think that for people who are not there you know um I think you, we should take it as a, as an example of how things can be, you know, these are initiatives, you know, it's just people who push this through. That's not the government that's doing it. You know, it's everybody coming together and with with the common goal and, and pushing forward with it, you know, and getting signatures and support from everybody else within the local community. <clears throat> so let me ask you something, man. Um, since the whole psilocybin aspect got you into all of this, have you branched out and tried any other uh, psychedelics?
0: Uh yes, uh I have uh I've I've tried DMT.
1: Nice, man. Wow.
0: <laughs> How was it, man? What's your opinion on it? Oh. I my opinion of it, I I think it's an instant eagle death. <laughs> <laughs> um i've i prior to doing the dmt I, i've only had experiences with suicide mushrooms um i haven't I've, i have yet to try lsd uh i i feel it just takes up way too much time I, I it's hard for me to find a 12-hour block of time where i can have no responsibilities yeah right it's it's difficult i haven't been able to because of that uh but with dmt I, i've i've had it through a friend um that has given me some and uh, it, it was a very scary experience for me when I, when I broke through, um, I wasn't ready for it. I, I don't think anyone can be ready for, for that. It, it's just, it just straps you on a roller coaster that i don't say roller coaster it straps you on a rocket ship it just takes off within a matter of 10 <laughs> seconds it's, it's like i'm not ready i'm not ready but like nope you're coming with me just go and it, it brings you to that space uh I, I don't even know how to i guess they call it hyperspace
1: uh-huh.
0: um I, the heroic dose of mushrooms has brought me to that space before yeah, yeah. and it, it's i mean I, i've been in that space for several hours when i was on mushrooms um and then having the DMT take you there almost instantly, and it's it kind of throws you off because you're totally not ready. It's it's like get it's like being prepared to mentally commit suicide. Um, <laughs> it, it, you're just not ready for it. It's it's, yeah. it's but it takes you by surprise like that, and I, I freaked out over it. Um, I, I wouldn't call it. I you know, I understand it. That's for sure. Yeah. I, like being in that space, I I, I totally understand it it's just not a comfortable place for me to be in personally um so uh, it's 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 i'm glad that it's only 10 minutes and not (laughs) hours because if it's hours i i I would feel like i i've broken my mind or something like that (laughs) it it, it literally blows your mind what it can do and and, uh, like i said i'm glad it's only 10 minutes
1: (laughs) well you know i I've I've been to the, the the DMT realm, so to speak, uh, quite a few times, man. And every single time is just uh, every time is notable, man. And you know,
0: is it not- different for you every time, or or, or there are, diff- are there certain things that are like very uh, that comes up pretty often, or like is, is usually routine when you enter that realm.
1: Well, to be honest with you, man, the only similarity, the only thing that's the same is that I leave my body. Like I'm no, I'm not present in the room after, you know, I leave, like I leave and I, I end up in a different place, you know, and those places consistently change. Um, Sometimes it's a place. Sometimes it's just like um, a void, like where I'm just part of nothing or everything, uh, but the ones that stand out the most is when I'm like in another place um, and I see entities and sometimes the entities are humanoid. Sometimes they're creatures. Sometimes they're just like big blobs of color and light. Um, but there's always some kind of a communication, like there's always a, a dialogue and it may not be with it may not be a verbal dialogue. You know, sometimes you can feel what it is that's being uh, expressed and um sometimes it feels great sometimes it feels like love and sometimes it's pure horror man like there's times that i feel like the entity that i'm in the presence of or vice versa is really just trying to break me like trying its hardest to make me feel like i'm losing my mind you know and then other times um it's a message of love you know there's times when you know, I've had um, dialogue with an entity, and they're talking to me about darkness and light, and love, and the absence of, and so forth. And um, you know, I've I've made you know life decisions in the DMT realm. You know, um, choosing to be part of the light and no longer be part of the darkness. You know, um, I think I think it's a really it can be a slippery slope for some people, especially when. You know, you're taking frequent trips, you know, because you start to, you start, I wouldn't say, lose your perspective in reality, like this one here, like I'm sitting here, I'm in this body, I'm Alex. Um, But you start kind of obsessing over this other realm and these other beings and entities and like this story of the universe and all that. And, and I've got nothing against it for some people. I find it really fascinating. But for me personally, you know, I, like I said, I have a wife and kids and a fucking job, you know, like <laughs> I have to continue to function after I come back. Right. And you can go deep, man. I mean, I have seen, I have talked to people who have gone deep and, you know, they're convinced that there's this whole, story. and look, man, I can't say whether they're wrong or right. And, and I, like I said, find it interesting, but you know, they're convinced that there's this underlying plan or um you know this thing set in motion and you know we're just like products of that or you know we're blind or oblivious to it and there's some kind of um some kind of a pattern there that you know we're not supposed to see and these you know the dmt kind of gives us a glimpse into it and if you go there long enough you start meeting like the key players and it gets pretty intricate man
0: um well let me ask you this uh how, how many trips have you had with dmt
1: to be honest with you, I don't know. Um, it's been many, um, I had my first experience in 2000, fuck nine, 2019 or 20, Okay, 2019, 2019.
0: Well, one of the questions I would have is, is what, because you've, you've explained to me that you've had these trips where it, it's been pure horror. Yeah. What, what is your mindset when you, go back in to using DMT after having one of these horror experiences? Like I would imagine that would scare you off from trying it again, but what brought you back to it?
1: Well, because, you know, there's a lot of times that I felt like um, like there needed to be some kind of resolution. Like sometimes I've gotten so scared that I just block it all out. Like I got to a point where I'm like, I can't take this anymore. Like I'm going to shut down and then I won't, wake back up until I'm in my body, but I'm still watching it happen. But I'm like, not I'm not present. You know, I go to my, my secret peaceful place inside of my mind or my consciousness. Like I'm just consistently hiding from this being that's trying to break me. And then I I close the door on it, but I still see it outside, like at the window looking at me. And a lot of times it's just really trying to get that resolution. And a lot of times that I go back in and mainly I try to do this every time I go back in, even with whether it's psilocybin, um, any any one of the different compounds, is I try to just clear my mind completely. I try not to think about the last time. I try not to think about what I'm going to experience. I just listen to my breathing, and calm my, my thoughts down, and I just center myself. And then I go, boom, and then I allow it to do, do its thing. Uh, there's been times that I... I've repeatedly gone back because I didn't want to leave. Cause I was like, wait, 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 like I'm not done. <laughs> um, but that's one of the biggest things is just trying to figure out like, what the fuck was that? Like, was I supposed to see something? But at the moment of time, maybe I were too, I was too afraid. And, you know, now I have the courage or whatever the case may be to me, it's just like a relationship with any other plant or compound, you know, it's an ongoing thing and it just continuously builds on itself, you know? And, um, I find that I'm able to improve myself and including my mental, um, my mental fortitude is one of the biggest things, you know, it's like going through a nightmare and saying, I'm not going to leave until I figure out what's going on here, you know, because I I have this thing of being afraid of stuff. Like, I don't, I don't feel like we should have that fear, but for some reason it plays on it, you know, and it's almost Mm -hmm. like I have to face that fear to, Otherwise, it's going to bug me. You know, it'll continue to just bug me. So I'll it's cry. it's more like a resolution thing for me.
0: Hmm. Yeah, one of the common things for me uh, when I enter the uh, that space, uh, one of the common themes for me is I, I see a jester uh, that comes up. Uh, I guess I guess a, a jester, a joker, a clown of some sort. Uh, would appear for me when I start going into that realm that space now I don't know why it happens it just does um, he's not there like I, I don't sense any harm like he's not trying to harm me but he's just there like his presence being there is very man- malevolent feeling and it's just an uncomfortable to be in his presence as it's happening. And a lot of times I feel a sense of um, power control between him and me as I'm entering the space. I feel that he has control over me at this point. And then I kind of have to surrender myself to him in order to try and get past him and into the realm. He's like the gatekeeper or or something like that, in, in my opinion. And uh, he's, he's not, like I say, he's not there to hurt you. He's not trying to harm me, but just his presence is just so uncomfortable to be around. And that's part of the reasons why I've kind of gotten away from the heroic doses just because of this entity that I commonly see that, you know, I, I just don't know how to deal with him. <laughs> and and a lot of times I end up sitting there and it's just kind of like in my mind, I'm kind of going like, all right, I guess it's time for me to sit down and listen to the clown. He's talking <laughs> yeah. right now. I have to let I have to just yeah. let him talk and let him do its thing. And uh, yeah, it's just been a common theme for me, at least when I go into that heroic space that it's kind of put me off a little bit from doing it. It's kind of like I feel like I've gotten a message now. You know, they say once you get the message, you should hang up the phone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: And I I feel like I've gotten the message message of, of, you know, that being in that space. There's nothing like the power of psychedelics. Like it, it has the power to rip apart and shatter your reality. And it puts you in a whole different reality for a certain period of time. And when you're in that other reality, you realize how much you miss the reality that you had, <laughs> yeah. and how much you want to come back to it. And when you come back to earth or the reality that you're in, there's a sense of appreciation for oh, what yeah. you have. And there's a sense of humbleness that comes up uh, after coming back from these journeys. You know, it's like going out to Mars and living there for like a year and then coming back and you're just so relieved that things are back to normal and that you're not going crazy.
1: <laughs> I a hundred percent understand what you're, what you're saying.
0: So that, that To me, that's the power that it does. It has that power to, to do that to you. And that's where yeah. I find it very therapeutic um, in terms of my <laughs> mental thought process of what it does for me.
1: Well, you know, I, I tell people this too, like, Going deep, man, that's like, like, you know, when it when it comes to entities like that, man, I always feel like it's just like a test, you know, Um, and and it's almost like, hey, you know, you have to be of a certain mental state to get past this here, you know, and, and what that state is, it always changes, it always changes for me. It's never the same. But I, I, you're right in terms of, you know, just surrendering it, surrendering to it and accepting it for what it is, you know, the more I try to fight it, the more intense it becomes. But you know, I tell people a lot of times that that's not necessarily needed for healing, too. And I've gotten to the point to where if I'm going in just because I'm I'm having something that's nagging me or I'm, I'm having like some kind of issues that I need to get over, you know, I you can do some pretty good work under three grams or at three grams, you know, and three grams is not going to take you to, you know, different I'm, for some people in me. But you know, you're
0: taking three grams of apes, you're gonna be oh, yeah. in and out of reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure.
1: Oh, well, just just with regular cubensis, you know, um yeah. something at a low dose and you get into that meditative state of mind where you're able to uh objective or be able to look at your thoughts or the issue that you have that's at hand there and and you know come to some kind of resolution. I think for me, when it when I go in with the thought of, you know, healing myself or, you know, getting over some kind of an issue, mental issue, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> I, I find it. Those lower doses like that, not much a microdose, but not much a heroic dose is where I can do a lot of work, you know, on my own, but every now and then, you know, I get that itch and I want to take that deep dive and that's where, you know, <laughs> that's where you start meeting the chesters and all that, man. Like I, I had one, Last year in like November, um, and I it was with Penillia Cyanescence and I also topped it off with some other compounds, but um man, I just sat there and watched this jester creating it looked it looked like an elf to me. Like it was dressed in like this weird um it looked just looked like a giant fucking like Santa Claus helper's elf type thing. And it was like uh-huh. creating these fucking universes like on an assembly line, man, and I was just mind blown, man, but like I said, you know, that's not necessary for somebody who's um seeking healing, you know, and a lot of people start off with the microdosing. I think that's why it's so popular and why so many people start off in that point, because you know, you're not you're just dipping your toe in there and checking it out. And I think that's okay too, you know. I yeah. like I like the lower doses, man. I do. I, I really like them and I do make make a lot of progress w- with those.
0: Yeah, I I've recently begun to uh experiment with the microdoses uh, I, I go about every four days I, I take two microdose capsules um i'm it's it's borderline a threshold when i take them it's it's, it's so I, I certainly feel them when i'm on them and when i'm not um when i'm on them it, it kind of just feels like i have a lot more energy it has like a jittery feeling for me it's like i have a little bit too much caffeine or something like that uh, but whenever it starts wearing off and it starts coming down i i get it like a light sense of afterglow and a sense yeah. of clarity that comes afterwards with it. And that, that's, that's where I find it's beneficial towards microdosing.
1: Do you mix the, um, the psilocybin mushroom with a, a different mushroom, like lion's mane or anything else like that?
0: Uh, not at the moment. It's just straight up uh, micro dosing cubes right now. Uh, I'll probably start getting into adding lion's mane into the mixture pretty soon. Uh I just don't have any lion's mane on hand at the moment.
1: You know, I I when I, I did microdosing and towards the end I stuck with the lion's mane and the cubensis and I was doing about a one to three and I was doing anywhere between two hundred milligrams to three hundred and fifty milligrams on the cubensis side. And it really helped out with focus, man. Like I had laser sharp focus, man. But, you know, I've I've really started wondering about um, different uh, mushrooms, uh, like reishi. Um, somebody was mentioning this other uh, mushroom that people drink in a tea as well. And I was always wondering how it would pair up with the cubensis uh, in a microdose. Um, I think it's chaga, right? Chaga? Is that what it is? I think so. Um, but I always wondered if anybody's out there doing that yet, man. Um, I think that having that combination of the two different fungi or two different fruits um, really changes the effects uh, drastically. I think so, and I, I think that even between varieties of Cubensis, um, the effects are different as well.
0: It yeah, very well could be. Um, there's different. I know there's different alkaloids and different compounds in them. Uh, I I don't know what effect on a a microdose scale that it has, but it's certainly something to explore.
1: Have you ever tried, uh, like when you microdose, do you microdose with different varieties of Cubensis, or do you stick with like one particular one that you like?
0: Uh, At the moment, I've created uh, capsules of just golden teachers. I have not tried different varieties yet. Uh, I I always thought that... uh, with cubenzes it's all the same compounds it's just uh the different variances in terms of potency with them um
1: <clears throat> yeah
0: I, I start to realize now that there are some differences between the varieties uh i, I just haven't uh, have enough experiences with them to be able to tell the, them apart well i
1: think that there's a there's a lot of variables and a lot of different factors to consider um because you know there may be just the the temperatures, it could be water content, it could be just the psilocybin content. But for me personally, um, you know, I've, I've in the, in the two years that I spent um, honing in the microdosing for myself, I went through, uh, I think about four or five different cubensis and I tried it with the linesman, without the linesman, with the niacin, without the niacin, using the Stamets uh, protocol. But in the end, I did notice a difference between varieties. And like I said, I could be, it could be completely based off of the, those different variables, but personally I did see a difference in them and I ended up sticking with one variety, the Masatapec, which for me just hit me in a perfect way. I mean, I, I love them. And I just stuck with those for like the last, I don't know, I say like the, about last eight, six to eight months, pretty solid. And, um, I stuck with those and I love them, man. And I tried a, a variety of Cubensis, um, And some of them would even give me like, um, I don't, some of them would give me a little bit of stomach issue, but again, that's just me. Um, I know when I first started eating, or eating the psilocybin mushrooms, the cubensis had a, I always had stomach issues. So I ended up just lemon ticking anytime I started doing anything more than a microdose. but I would get that even off of like 300, 400 milligrams, you know, that much, uh, that small of a dose. Hmm. And some of them would be a little more cerebral, like, um, uh, uh, some of them would give me like a body how like I'd feel more um like kind of even tired like it would make me tired almost you know like where I could go to sleep after I took the dose you know and I know some people have reported that but again this is this is really anecdotal and it is you know I mean it truly is but I think um it really highlights why the importance of these studies that people are doing are so important you know
0: yeah and the way it affects everyone is is different too. what affects what it does for you would not be the same for me, per se. So it's people just kind of have to experiment and figure out what works for them and what doesn't.
1: That's true, man. Um, you mind answering a few questions, dude? I I, I made a post a, a few days back, and, and some of the members at uh, DM2, we got a lot of people at DM2 World that follow your stuff, man. And um, I had uh, just anybody ask some questions here. Um, maybe yeah. You don't no. mind answering
0: them? Not at all. I, I love to answer <laughs> questions. Shoot for it.
1: All right. Uh, so there was one guy's name is Edward Scissorhands. I know he's been on the site there for, for a minute. Um, he was asking if you're a member there, at DMT World. And I, I could have swore I saw you on there before. I think it was like last year. I think I saw a post about you or, or from you. Right.
0: I've created a DMT World account. So my my account exists on there. I just have not had the time to be able to go on and and actively participate on it as a social media platform. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the moment, uh, between juggling Reddit, Discord, YouTube, Instagram, I I had to take a break from Instagram recently just because I couldn't keep up with it anymore. It was just way too much um, social media for me. And it was just eating up so much time in my day. Um, spending my time on these social medias it's it's you know I, I kind of pull back a little bit to give time for myself to to do what is most what I find to be more important is, is working on my content um, so yeah it's once I start getting things to slow down a little bit and I have more time after I finish uh, getting settled in with moving I'd definitely love to come back and uh, interact on these platforms uh, once I can manage time more efficiently no, so. I
1: I understand, dude. I I just recently started venturing out to different pla- uh, platforms, man, and even that and the discords and them on. I'm like, dude, I cannot keep up with
0: anything. I know, and a lot of it is I'm I'm also looking to try and find help along yeah. the way, yeah. just to help me out. Just I, I know there's a big community behind me, uh, but it's hard to find you know people that are very trustworthy to yeah. work with. Um, so that, that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to get some people to to help me out because right now I, I'm a one-man show. So it's, it's as much as there's so much that I want to do and very so little time that I have to do it. So I'm working on prioritizing and, and just trying to, you know, I'm working on things one at a time right now because trying to take care of everything all at once, it, it's just way too much
1: yeah it can get overwhelming man i i totally understand i mean I, I don't put out as much content as other people but even with what i do and you know with my own personal life and you know even just being on the platforms that i'm on dude i'm like man it is overwhelming so i totally get it man um there's another member of the dmt community named chernobyl michael and he's asking about uh liquid culture tutorials
0: Yes, that has been highly requested. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I, I There's probably every few days I get someone mentioning, hey, how about that liquid culture video? <laughs> it's, <kinda> like, <laughs> it's in the works. It's in the works. Uh, I have all the footage um, recorded for it already. Um, I just need some time to sit down and edit and push that uh, video out for people. Uh, what's been taking so long for it, is I've been testing um, some different liquid culture recipes Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of trying to find what's going to provide the best results. Um, I've done corn syrup, liquid culture. I've done honey, liquid culture, uh, I've done malt extract liquid culture, and now I'm testing out a recipe that involves um, corn syrup and malt extract. Nice for, um, for the liquid culture. <laughs> Not uh, a bit of both worlds, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I find it to to be pretty successful so far uh, in terms of producing very good growth on liquid culture media. Uh, I, I find with the c- corn syrup as it, it works. Uh, but i find growth tends to stall out at a certain point Mm -hmm. and uh, i I, my guess is this is due to not enough nutrients in there for it to continue growing Mm -hmm. Um, and i find adding uh, malt extract along with the corn syrup um, you're providing way more nutrients for them and that allows them to grow in much thicker and uh Yeah, I think that's that's ultimately the goal is there to to get some thick liquid culture or strong mycelium in your liquid culture. Uh, That way, once you shoot it out into grains, it can start taking off immediately. Um, Yeah, I've just been experimenting with that. So that's why it's been taking uh, so long for me to get it out. Uh, But I got it down now. Um, So, yeah, it's it's coming up pretty soon here. Uh, I've got a video coming out this weekend here uh, on um, spore swabs to agar. Um and then probably in the next two weeks here is probably gonna my be my liquid culture video. So
1: nice man. I, I always thought that the the liquid culture is basically like agar plate without the agar right i mean it's the same yeah nutrients. yeah like-
0: same concept pretty yes. much you, you got to do transfers once it gets to a certain point because otherwise your mycelium runs out of nutrient that's going to eventually weaken itself mm-hmm. and in terms it'll die if it doesn't get uh, the nutrients that it needs to continue colonizing and growing so you got to make transfers with it so it's very similar to agar it's just a liquid form of mm-hmm. it uh, the only problem with liquid culture is it's it's much harder to see contamination in yeah. liquid form than right. it is on agar. So you, your technique has to be very sterile and precise, and you got to have clean culture uh, in order to get it to work well.
1: Right? Yeah. I... I've never really got so much into the liquid culture aspect of things, but now, you know, just going into it and reading stuff, um, I do see the the system, it's just another medium, you know, and it is more convenient in terms of uh, inoculation points, right? I mean, the same amount of mycelium on a plate, you know, won't cover as much surface area as, you know, liquid culture, especially when you start shaking that grain up, you know, you can inoculate a grain. Uh, a jar pretty quick with liquid culture provided it's, it is clean. Right. And I think that's the struggle that and, and the ratios too, right. Getting it just right. Yep. <clears throat> so I have um, another member here named Joe Smith, um, has a question about pan CN's cultivations um, regarding um how to go about shaking the grains when using pan CN mycelium. Um, I don't think um I don't think you've got any pan- Pansian stuff yet on your channel, but if you do, uh, do you have any advice to uh, Joe Smith here?
0: Um, to be honest, I, I don't <laughs> right now, because I don't have the experience with pan science right now. Uh, it is something that I want to get into growing myself um, just to say I did it. And uh, once I figure it out, then, you know, I, I'll, Be sure to make videos and and teach the process along as well. It's it's, it's another thing that I've been getting a lot of requests for uh, is pan science because not not many people cover um, growing them. And there are different species compared to cubenzies And the way you have to treat them during the fruiting process is going to be different. Um, But I don't think it's too far off. Uh, The process is still very similar, so I'm definitely going to be experimenting with that in the future here. Uh, Right now, I just kind of need to get my hands onto some spores or uh, cultures of it to to work with. I don't have it in my collection right now. Um, But uh, once I get my lab set up, um, that's when I'll be expanding my library collection and experimenting and having the room to be able to have these experiments go and it's going to take some time because growing takes time takes patience um so just bear with me but it's in my list of content ideas and and video creations to do i've created a giant list of ideas for my channel and it's just right now i'm just working on it one at a time crossing things off the list so pan science liquid culture it's all on the list
1: nice man and i'm sure you'll do well man you're You've proven to be a pretty meticulous guy and you're straight to the point. I think that's what attracts a lot of people to your channel. Uh, also, the quality of, of your content, man. And like I said before, um, I think uh, you're doing a good service to the community, man. And I um, I appreciate it myself, man. Um, uh, so what do you have in the future uh, for – what's in the future for Philly Golden Teacher? What can we uh, look forward to, man?
0: Uh. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm making that shift over to the gourmet side on my YouTube channel. Um, I'll still, you know, hold videos on the active stuff, but there it's going to be more exclusive uh, in terms of the content that I push out. It's going to be behind the Patreon walls for that. Uh, like I said, because it, it gives me more freedom to do those kind of things uh, and not get censored and not get shut down for it. Uh, as I've experimented and tried to look around with other platforms. There's nothing else that compares to YouTube, but you know, there's only so much that I could do on there. Uh, once, you know, things get more legalized and decriminalized and things, and it starts becoming more acceptable, then, you know, I'd love to have the freedom to be able to move those videos over to YouTube. Uh, but for now that that's just kind of what I have in plans here. Um, I'm planning to set up a mycology lab in the next two months here. So I'm going to document the process of me setting up the lab. Uh, It's kind of going to be more or less maybe behind the scenes stuff. I'll probably put up um, a couple videos here and there, just showing a little bit about it. Uh, But as for more in-depth process of how I'm setting things up, it's going to be more or less behind the scenes footage that's going to be on Patreon. So it's a lot of things are in the works. It just takes the time. It's just, I, I need the time right now to, to get things going. Uh, people always want things, you know, right away. Uh, yeah. there's, there's people, there's, it's just, we, we live in a society that's, that's yeah. you know, so used to instant gratification. Yeah. Like there's a you process want something, here, people. You, you want it, you instantly get it. Yeah. You know, Amazon Prime, you know, people don't like waiting for things. Fucking Amazon. <laughs> I know it's difficult, uh, but the thing with this hobby is it it teaches you patience. It it really does. You you, you can't, as much as you want to speed up the process, my takes time to colonize. You you, you can't, there's only so much you can do to try and speed it up. You still have to wait for it to do what it has to do in order to get you the results that you're looking to get. So uh, part of the reason why things take so long for me in, in terms of content and stuff is partly due to the fact that the, the fungi needs time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the fungus is counterbalancing the one one click purchase that Amazon has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: uh, and I mean, it, it's a lot of it. It's there's a lot of discussion that goes on in my Discord server on the, the various. Questions that people may have yeah. already. So obviously, if, if there's not a video out for it, you know, you want the answers. You know, just, just come hang out on the Discord server. Definitely. There's so many people just constantly talking and discussing and sharing knowledge, sharing techniques, and helping each other out on there. Like it's it's an amazing community that that's on there, and I'm trying to steer it towards you know um, having that positive vibe among the community uh, to spread the love throughout the community and grow it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an amazing resource that I've created to, to help people along in terms of their growing because it, it takes time. You yeah. know, once you inoculate, you're going to be waiting several weeks before you can do anything else with your grain spawn. So why not just jump on Discord, talk to other people that are doing the same thing, you know, share your results, share your process, share, you know, your experience so that you can learn through these other people. Just by intaking that knowledge and that information that's being passed around, and that way, in ultimately, it allows you to make better decisions and judgment calls in your cultivation when it comes down to it.
1: Definitely, and I agree. Uh, I'm I am on your Discord too, man, and I 100% agree with that, man. So, uh, you have the Philly Golden Teacher Discord. You are on Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash Philly Golden Teacher philly golden teacher on youtube and do you have uh ig facebook anything else like that
0: i have an ig um it's philly golden teacher on there as well i've taken a bit of a break on it from now uh but i'll return back to it that's for sure it's just uh I I just needed a break from Instagram. There was a bunch of drama that's been going on yeah. <laughs> around the Instagram community oh, yeah. on my And I just couldn't stand it. It's like mm-hmm. the, the the community is meant to to spread positive vibes and, and seeing the drama that goes on there, it's like people are starting to spread negativity on it and it just it just wouldn't you know, it it didn't feel right. It, it sometimes it ruins my day seeing that negativity get shot around on oh, there yeah. and and it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So that's why I had to kind of get off of it for a little bit. Uh, but I'll return back to it. Um, and I also, I started up phillygoldenteacher.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to have a space, uh, you know, for the time being, it's, it's pretty much a glorified link tree right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I need to carve out some more time to flesh out the website. Uh, I want to be able to have more um things available on there like i know some of my uh videos that i had unlisted from youtube i now have them on my website nice like people were asking about my harvest videos and my uh rehydrating video they're they're on my website they just unlisted from youtube just because uh for me and my fear of getting them you know flagged and removed i had to unlist them so um there's just only so much that i can show on youtube and whatever i can't show on there i'll definitely have it available on my website uh, for people to check out so eventually i want my website to kind of be the the platform that kind of houses my library of videos on there but it's going to take me some time to get to that point um so yeah, but I just want people to be aware that it does exist and I'll keep making updates to it along the way. Um, so if whatever reason happens one day that I end up getting removed from YouTube and my channel gets shut down, you can always go to phillygoldenteacher.com and uh, I'll be pushing out updates and announcements on there as to what's going to happen uh, moving forward with my content. Um I'm pretty much not going to stop doing what I'm doing. I, I've what I've started already is, is I feel it's 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 etched in time and space. Now it's out on the Internet. It's its not going to go away. Um, so I'm going to continue with it, uh, whether YouTube allows me to or it doesn't allow me to is not going to stop me from continuing uh, my process to spread the knowledge of cultivation.
1: Beautiful, man. And for anybody wondering, uh, we'll have all the links in the description, so feel free to check them out, man, and uh, join up and uh, support Philly Golden Teacher here. Um, so before we wrap this up here, man, um, is there anything you'd like to say to anybody listening or just anything in general?
0: Um, I want to give special thanks to Mrs. PGT. <laughs> um, she, without her, I, I wouldn't be continuing what I'm doing right now. I mean, she supports me with this and, and it's as, as the madness and as crazy as it sounds for her to support me doing this. I, I, I mean, to me, she's priceless and that's an irreplaceable person and the irreplaceable part of my life. So I'm very thankful for her doing what she does for me. She pushes me when I'm down. She, she does the artwork for my channel, my logo, everything you see on there is her artwork and it's, It's amazing. It's beautiful. She's very talented. And everything that you see behind PGT is the thought process behind not just me, but her as well. Uh, I get her inputs on my videos. I get her feedback. And the whole thing is just a joint effort to uh, produce the, the content that you see that is known as Philly Golden Teachers. Not just one mind, it's two. It's two in one. So without her, it, it wouldn't be what it was today. So I'm very thankful mm-hmm. for her. So that's, I just want to just throw that out there. She, she deserves recognition. She, she's the one that's behind the scenes um, doing it uh, uh, along with me.
1: Shout out to Mrs. PGT. <laughs> yeah, and shout out you. to
0: all the fans, uh, all the followers, all the supporters, all the positive comments that people have given me along the way. It, it really motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing. Like without the, the the fans loving it, like you guys just love the stuff that I put out. So it, it strives me to keep doing better, keep pushing out better content for you guys. And I, I really want the best for my students. You know, I, I want them to succeed and uh, get to the process of doing what I'm doing, you know, and enjoying the hobby and enjoying growing. And, and it's just a fun hobby to get into. And, If I'm having fun doing it, I'm pretty sure my students are having fun doing it. And I I just thank them for the support that they've given me.
1: Definitely. The Mushroom Sensei, Mr. Philly Golden Teacher. Thank you for coming on here again, man. I really appreciate your time. And uh, keep doing what you do, man. I'll support it uh, as much as I can from where I'm at, dude. And if you ever uh, need anything, man, let me know. Appreciate you
0: yes thank you very much alex for having me and uh in the future i'll definitely uh get around to it um i want to be checking out the dmt world community here uh as i can see what you're telling me there there seems to be a a following on there for me um so yeah i'd like to get involved and get in touch with the community there uh it's it's just takes me some time to get things going there's so much on my list of, of things to do uh but it's definitely on there and i i will be getting it to it at some point here Uh, so i'll be hitting you up here pretty soon uh to get to more details and into uh the dmt world network
1: definitely man um like i said man thanks for coming on man i appreciate you and everything you do
0: all right thanks for having me all right man